Hello. With the Sam Podcast, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get podcasts. Um, like I said, pretty much, but not everywhere. Anyways, Jeremy follows with me per usual. We're going to talk about some more similarities happening uh, between Michigan and Michigan State football. But first, shocking news out of East Lansing. Um, look, they're not superstars. These kids aren't superstars. And... Uh, but there was a, definitely a lot of potential. And Kalen Gervin and Chase Klein, both key players. Uh, Kalen Gervin was a starter for uh, Michigan State throughout the first couple games. And Chase Klein uh, got a sack on Adrian Martinez on Saturday. Uh, well, kind of all over the field. Um, both of those guys, in the middle of the season, have entered the transfer portal. I I am very shocked, Tyler. I have just was not, you know, I thought it would be a couple guys, you know, that we've seen this again where, you know, backups, you know, that just don't play much or in a couple of years they just haven't figured it out or something like that, right? This is yeah. absolutely not the case. I mean, these are two guys that have absolutely done a good job. Uh, Kalen Gervin's shown good signs, you know, even this year and last year, he was arguably at, at times their best corner, right? I mean, Sh- Shakur Brown last year was amazing in the secondary, but Kalen Gervin was really good at times last year. He got better, you know, and I think Chase Klein, I mean, yeah, what well, he has, he's like, you said he had a sack. I don't know, man. This is, uh, I don't sit here and say it's like troubling. Like, this is kind of the new way, you know, of, this could be part of Michigan State's program, though. I mean, we have to admit, it's been a lot of turnover there since Mel Tucker took over. It's been a lot of yeah. new guys that came in and done a really good job. So I, I just think this is going to be a part of his story. Yeah, and it, it was it was weird because both these both these guys at the beginning of the year projected starters. Uh, Kalen Gervin obviously lost some uh, lost some play due to uh, Chase Kemp or. Uh, Chess Cambro and uh, um, Charles Brantley, and th- those two guys have come up and they've played. Uh, they they've played well, and so I'm I'm kind of shocked by that. At the same time, I felt like Irvin was the most sure tackler in the secondary, not named Xavier Henderson. And Klein, uh, he got passed up by Cal Halliday who, by the way, he's been absolutely phenomenal as a freshman. And then uh, Ben Van Sumeren's been getting a lot of minutes as well. And so I I feel both these guys, you kind of saw like a decrease in it, but in the reps, but I mean, they've, they played well. And so I'm, I'm just well, a little shocked. And fantastic, by the way. Halliday's been unbelievable. I don't even know. It was like, who is this guy? Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. great left. Yeah, and that's the thing. When you look at Michigan State linebackers, he wasn't one of the names always came, that would come up. It would be Itavian Brown or Quavaris Crouch, or everyone thought Noah Harvey would just be slotted in there still. And, you know, Halliday took over uh, Harvey's spot with Crouch. So it, it's interesting to see him take off. But, you know, at the same time, that's also one of Chase Klein's spots. And so I, I get it that they both lost uh, their starting job and stuff like that, but I'm just absolutely baffled by the fact that they're leaving and 
You know, it, it sucks to see. And at the same time, I think you're going to see this more and more because the, the transfer portal opens up this problem. And that is that, guess what? They don't burn a year because they can redshirt now. Do you transfer by that fourth game? And so that I think that this is going to become more prevalent, not just at Michigan State, like you said, but everywhere. You're going to have those guys who maybe do a redshirt freshman who's finally they're just going to be like, like oh, you know, screw this, I'm out. And they'll do it in the middle of the season. Um, so that way, or like before their uh, fourth game, so then that way they don't have to lose a redshirt year. But uh, let, let's get to football. Some similarities. Both teams, 3-0. and Both teams went 4-0. and Both teams did not impress like they should have. And let's start with Michigan. Michigan running all over Rutgers in the first half. Made it look like it was going to be a runaway like you and I both thought it would be. And then Michigan had issues picking up first downs. And it was just, like th- there was one thing that was open the entire game, but I'm going to let you uh, talk about it real quick. I am huh, – I don't know where to begin. Look, uh, I am so at my wit's end with Josh Gaddis and the same old stuff over and over and over and over. I am so sick of it, seeing the same thing happen, Tyler, with this program over and over. And, and it's like Josh Gaddis is like my son. Like, he's so fixated on certain things. You know, like my son is, oh, Daddy, cookies, 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 cookies. No, leave the cookies alone. Josh Leave the running game alone for a minute. Josh, don't only pass. It's like I'm talking to my son. My son goes from cookies and he goes to chips. Chips. I want chips. I want chips. Let's have some variety here, son. How about some vegetables, some fruit, something nice, healthy, something that will keep you going? Josh Gaddis is my son. He, you know, he gets so stuck, Tyler, on one thing. And I... I said I wouldn't do this today. I, you know, I was like so like I, I don't want to rant. I don't want to be that guy. You know how I get. I haven't even had my coffee yet today, and I'm angry and fired up. I'm about to go to Big B in a minute. And I'm going to be really pissed. But I can tell you right now. Because we've been talking more. I know you love that. But I said, look, dude, I, unless they play a guy who can run and throw, this ain't going to work because they're so one-dimensional. And I'm so tired of Sparty saying, well, let's see if they can do it through the air. By God, you guys are right. You guys are right. I mean, why do I even complain with you guys? Because you're right. You're absolutely right. They can't throw. I don't think Cade McNamara can do the simple stuff. And Josh Gaddis is like <laughs> – it's like an open book test with him, man. I mean, you know exactly what it is. You have all the answers to that, Bozo. And, and I have seen it so many times, and I'm tired of it. I, I mean, I'm just oh, – I, I, oh, my gosh. It, it ain't working. Tyler, the guy – I don't know if he was there when it happened, but you got to make tough decisions sometimes. If McNamara can't throw – is good good enough to beat good football team. You gotta make a move. 
if your offensive game planning needs to change a little bit, you need to change it. It's very, very simple. Yeah, and I, I'm no, I'm right there with you. And that's the thing. Like, he always had that uh, look like an RPO, um, kind of like the linebackers would come up. The second linebackers would come up. Uh, McNamara always had someone just 20 yards wide open in the middle of the field. The f- it, it, he stopped utilizing that in the second half to open up the passing game, just completely close my mind. Uh, like I said, I I wanted him to throw the ball. I wanted McNamara to throw the ball. I don't care if it's out of a play, actually. You know, you don't have to just drop back with him. If the running game is that big of a threat, use it. But well, this is where you got – this is where you're wrong. This is where a lot of Michigan fans are wrong. The fact of the matter is, if, if, if everyone watches the game again, look, the first half, they had the big crosser to Mikey Sanders still that went for a long. This was right after. Awful play action. Right. Well, this is right after Rutgers blew it, by the way. There's a whole lot of blowing it coming from Rutgers in Nebraska that we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not the fact that you have to pass or you have to run. It's you don't just do all of it at once. This guy will say, well, this game's not working. We're going to pass, 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 punt. Pass, 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 punt. Pass, 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 punt. Fixated, fixated, fixated. And he's done this now for three years. Yeah. I think the first game of his career in Middle Tennessee State when they played him. He was pass, pass, pass. And my brother was like, oh, man, we're really throwing it. And I'm like, yeah, well, when are we going to run it? <laughs> you know, this guy, when he has his mind set on one thing, he really does it. And I am worried that, look, man, I don't think this is the player problem. This isn't a, a Jim and Joe's thing. This is an X and O's thing. And yeah. uh, I know you're going to have a lot to say about Jay Johnson. But, look, man, it's player personnel. you got to play the right guys. I love what I'm seeing from the receivers. Roman Wilson was big at times. Mike Stanis still has to play. Johnson is just coming into his own. Eric Hall, big catch. Yeah. Then outside runs, or you know, go to some quick, you know, sprint out passes to the the running back. You know, little little screen passes. I don't know, Josh. You know, maybe you're an offensive coordinator. You know how it works. Mix it up a little bit. He doesn't do it, and it's going to kill us next weekend. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting. We'll talk about that. Well, later this week. Um, yeah, but you, you said it. There's a play-calling situation. Rutgers just – they took too many early gambles that in the at the end of the game, you, you realize, you know what, maybe you didn't have to do that. And uh, it ended up biting them in the butt. They had every opportunity and then some to win that game. Uh, Absolutely. They, they, they can look back. Greg Schiano and Scott Frost – are having a kumbaya right now, calling each other, crying over the cell phone. They, because... they, don't, need, they don't need to call each other. They need to call the Zen master, and they need to get some of that stuff they he's smoking out locker rooms with because that, no. that was just horrible how uh, both of those situations played out. Let's turn our attention to Michigan State. Look, I, I've got a problem with Jay Johnson the way that he did it. You Look, Kenneth Walker – is probably the most feared back in America. He was the nation's leading rusher. 
I don't know if he still is. Uh, led the nation in yards after contact. I'm assuming he's still up on that list because he had it by over 100 yards in three games. Um, he, he's been absolutely fantastic. He's made catches out of the backfield and all that type of stuff. But, man, Jay Johnson was so, you said the word, fixated on running the ball and trying to make it short third downs. But the problem is, is the offensive line wasn't getting pushed. And I went back and I watched the game. Uh, and you watch it, and Nebraska didn't always load the box like I thought they did. But the second that ball was snapped, they were moving downhill. So you pretty much ended up with a situation where, okay, it looks like they're just in a standard defense. You know, maybe we got some numbers on the right side. Maybe the numbers are on the left side. We'll just uh, rotate the run play that direction. And then the second that ball gets snapped, all of a sudden you're outnumbered. And that, that's what ended up happening. And, you know, I said it at the beginning of the year, this, this offensive line isn't great. Yeah, they're better than what Michigan State has had, but they're not great. And, uh, yeah, Kenneth Walker bailed them out, and we saw that. Um, this is I, the more I – when I first wanted to do the show today, I was thinking this wasn't an X and O thing with Michigan State. This is a physicality situation on the, on the O-line. They are not – strong enough but I think it's a combination of both I think I think there was something schematically where it's like Jay Johnson look man a couple quick hitters they're gonna they're gonna back up a little bit they're not gonna be falling forward and Rutgers uh it was kind of the same thing I wanted to make sure I said this because we didn't say much about Michigan number one their defense really came through and so did Michigan State's um but Rutgers did the same thing as Nebraska It, it was like the similar game you know they took it to Michigan in the second half Nebraska physically uh, won that game. Physically, yeah. was the better team in a lot of areas. They were stronger uh, up front. They got to the quarterback, uh, Williams. Suplex. I mean, my gosh, that was – I loved it. I thought that was great. It was a terrible decision, but, my God, it was fun to watch. And uh, they got to the quarterback. They stopped everything. They kept everything in front of them. They kept the receivers in front of them. I uh, Peyton got a little rattled because they weren't moving the ball. He didn't, he didn't look himself in the second half. Nebraska is having nightmares because they completely blew the game. And uh, there were so many things that they did that killed them. And Michigan State did exactly what I thought they would do. They would match up with the team that finally was physically as imposing as them. And Nebraska is not a bad football team. They just do dumb stuff. And it's really sad. And, and I and you listen to Scott Frost's presser, he is sitting here just like, look, we work on this every day. So I don't know. And, you know, same sort story. 15 out of 20 losses by a score, uh, or they've lost 15 out of 20 games that were a score or less, Tyler. I mean, that's – we talked about, hey, we really covered a lot of great stuff last week. We hit a lot of good things. I said Michigan State needed to win a game where they didn't play good. Here you go, man. They didn't yeah. play that well. And that's back-to-back weeks because you, you thought Miami, there was a little bit of that too. So I think that gives you a little bit of confidence. Yeah, and look, it, it sucks if you're Peyton Thorne to keep being put in third and nine situations. And we kind of talked about this with uh, 
Brian Lewerke is you can't put him in there. He's not Connor Cook. He can't make those massive plays. Thorne is a game manager. They talked about it. He's probably one of the better game managers in the country. But he just – you can't put him in third and nine situations because then Nebraska can pin their ears back and then come right after you. And that that's a problem, and that's a huge thing with Jay Johnson. And, you know, what? you brought up the defense. I forgot about it. I wanted to talk about it. Jacob Ponishu played great, had three sacks, uh, you know, and uh, including a strip sack that uh, Petrowski ended up falling on. And then, uh, look, Michigan State's defense has been out there for more plays than every other team in the country outside of seven. And – They've played well considering because you look at the quick hitters that Michigan State has pretty much up until the Nebraska game. Anytime, anytime Kenneth Walker touched the ball or anytime uh, Jaden Reed caught one, you know, they were gone. And it, they'd be like one, two play series. And so they've been out there a lot anyways. And then you sit there and you watch this Nebraska team just march up and down field and you don't get anything on first or second down runs. Now Peyton Thorne's in the third and nine situation and you completely screwed yourself. And well, let's not forget Tyler. I think we don't do this enough and I, and I'll, I'll uh, blame myself for this. Special teams is very, very important. And sometimes... And I was just about to say, credit to Ross Ells for that punt return call. Credit to Nebraska for being a team that has a lot of special teams. And credit very... Went off. Are we going to bomb in the air? Anyway. But, you know, I just... Michigan's looked really good at special teams. I thought their return game Punt return touchdown for Jaden Reed. Barringer booming the ball all over the field. Michigan State had a couple returns and the kickoffs that were very important. Michigan State special team unit is looking yeah. very good right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Jaden Reed. The, uh, player of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Jaden Reed was a big special teams player of the week, so got to credit him. But look, we. We've got to get running. I know this was a quick one, but, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to the Michigan-Wisconsin game, and then, obviously, we will talk Michigan State-Western Kentucky. Hey, Josh Gaddis, there's a couple other pages. Josh Gaddis, Earth, Mick Gaddis. Mick Gaddis, turn the page a couple times, and let's uh, be a little more, uh, I don't know, what's it, multiple. Let's be multiple, Tyler. Jay Johnson, hello. That's how I feel today. Yeah, it, yeah, the offensive coordinators almost hurt both teams, but, you know, that just goes back to similarities. And both teams also massive injuries. Uh, Ross for U of M on the defensive side. Drew Beasley, who's been fantastic this year, uh, he got hurt and was in a walking boot. And uh, so, we'll, yeah, so we'll, we'll uh, see how that goes out, but we won't know what Mel Tucker's doing with injuries. But that does it for us here on the Trouble with the Snap podcast. We'll be back later to talk uh, Michigan State versus Western Kentucky. Michigan against Wisconsin. Use your eyes, people. Let's get it going. For Jeremy File, I'm Tyler Hayward. This is The Trouble with the Snap.